This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Hello, Salam, and welcome to the Fashion Lab show. My name is Lisa Gumbo Regisford, and I am very, very excited to be hanging out here again on a second week of just nothing but denim. Now, on today's show, we're going to be talking more about denim. This denim series is uh, something we have decided to push through the whole month. We want to definitely today have that focus on the current retail situation. Uh, and obviously, we're going to be joined by a very special guest who is the exclusive South African retailer for some of the biggest and most exclusive brands uh, in the world. So, I mean, we've been talking about denim. We know that consumers also... Uh, lately are so hyper-connected and they definitely disregard the conventions of traditional retail. Uh, fashion players are increasingly looking to experiment, experiential shopping and personalization to attract consumers and we all know how that's going. So brick and mortar is happening. Online is the new black and uh, we're going to be talking about that more uh, with our special guest today. Um, now, for those of you who are tuned in for the first time, this is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. We're the first, not just in Africa, but the world. And we just want to focus on these conversations that can help really steer and develop uh, the fashion industry, uh, especially with a focus in Africa, so we can really leverage ourselves and smile to the bank. That is the hashtag. So we're joined by our contributor, Edgy Benson, who runs NU New York. Uh, Edgy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Liz. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Edgy, how are you? I am good. I'm really, really good. Um excited. Edgy, welcome to the show. Uh, what are you wearing? And should I say what you're wearing on the bottom? Because we know what you normally wear. But what are you wearing on the top? And who made it? <laughs> on top today, I am wearing um, uh, a hoodie. Actually, I'm wearing a cardigan by a new company that I really, really love. Um, the small denim company in England. What's, what's their name again? Well, it's in the back. I'll, I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to tweet the name out. But yeah. And, that's what I'm wearing. And on the bottom, can I say what you're wearing to our lovely listeners who are wondering what you're wearing? You may be right. Okay. Today. He's wearing diesel because that's what he wears every day. <laughs> For the last two years or ten years, I don't know. I can't keep up, Edgy. But welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Uh, and then, obviously, for thank the you, yes. And what are you wearing? I'm wearing Lisa. I am wearing Lisa Gumba wide leg trousers today. So this Ooh. is definitely from the denim collection. And I'm gonna be wearing Liz the whole month. Whoever's feeling tired, just like just heads up, just fasten your seat belts, get your popcorn. It's me. <laughs> And my denim for the rest of the month. But I think it's also such a beautiful way to, uh, to just share what we are wearing. So I'm wearing this beautiful wide leg, high waist, uh, denim trousers. I'm wearing a beautiful high low, uh, Lizo Gumba jacket from my winter collection and just a blouse from somewhere. I can't remember, but I'm feeling very nice, uh, comfortable. It's not very cold. So I'm kind of feeling okay. I've just had a long, uh, busy morning, but I'm happy to be here and just continue the denim conversations. Nice. <laughs> now, now, for those who are tuned in for the first time, just a quick reminder. I've got my favorite segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So please feel free to share with us your who's and your why's at the end of the show. It call, it, we call it our red glass of quelque chose comme ça. Quelque chose comme uh, un cabernet sauvignon ou quelque chose comme ça. But anyway, keep your tweets coming. We're at Fashion Lab AF on Instagram. 
We're at Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Now, before taking any more time, allow me to introduce our special guest who's joining us today. He's been in the retail space since he was 17 years old. <laughs> Started out in his father's store called Replay, which is one of the leading denim brands in the world from Italy. He's currently the managing director of Hydraulics, uh, which he, argu- he arguably says one of the best multi-brand stores in South Africa. So they have three stores. They've got Santon, they've got Eastgate and Menlin. And uh, Anthony Morato, which is also leading men's uh, fashion brand from Italy. And he's also a shareholder in Replay in South Africa. So I don't want to kiss and tell so much because he's sitting with us here in studio today. So allow me to introduce uh, to the space right here, uh, the one and only Matthew Ballas. Welcome to the show. Hey, Liz. Thanks for having me. That's Welcome, Matthew. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling great. We're speaking about fashion, so that's always exciting. Okay. And one of my favorite topics is denim. Um, I consider myself a specialist in denim and sneakers. So that's what I'm, I always get excited to speak about those two topics. So now before we get too excited, what are you wearing and who made your clothes? Just for everyone to know and every fragile mind to adore. <laughs> um, well, I'm a real, I'm, I'm a real snob. So, um, I'll start at the bottom. Uh, my sneakers are Balenciaga. Um, yep, they're not from here. They've, um, Actually, my fiance bought them for me when we were in Spain. Um, my denims are D squared, um, which we launch in our store now. We're the first stockers in South Africa to launch them um, on the 17th of August. And then That's my sweater, awesome. uh, my sweater is Moschino. Um, I actually just got this a few days ago, and it hasn't come off since I got it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great piece, and uh, it's part of it's actually part of their brand new collection. So, yeah. Well, welcome to the show, and thank you for making time to join us. Thanks, Liz. Um, now, I just want to say something. I mean, we've all heard about like you and your whole 17 year since you were 17. Now, I want to say, uh, when I was 17, I think I was playing house or hopscotch or something. I don't remember, but you're already getting into the business of retail. Let's talk about your involvement in the denim retail industry since 17. <laughs> well, look, um, I was fortunate enough to be born into a family that's, um, been involved in the retail sector since as long as I can remember. Um, my father was the first importer of diesel into South Africa. Um, he le- then later imported Replay that uh, we still own today. Uh, we have three stores in the country. Um, and I just needed some extra cash. So basically it was my final year of matric. Um, I, I needed to, I mean, I needed some money because obviously those were the party days. Um, needed to fund the lifestyle. So I started working in the shops as a casual. Um, did that throughout my studies. Um, I studied a, a business degree in finance, which didn't suit me at all, but I did it. Um, but I always loved the fashion retail. Um, it's, it's been in my blood since I was in high school. I especially love to shop. That was actually what I used to love to do, which is quite rare for a man at such a young age. But I love to shop, so I try to find a way that I could make a career out of what I love to do. And uh, that's where it leads me to today. And that's normally how I base what I import into the country is what I would love to wear. And what I'd like to wear. So I try to find a way to sell it, make money out of it, and obviously be able to get it at a cheaper price than what other people can get it for. So what some what are some of the brands, the denim brands that you're actually currently uh, the retailer for, exclusive retailer for in South Africa? Look, um, like I said, the history would be would go back to Replay. We're the exclusive distributors of Replay in South Africa. Um, another brand that we've got is Anthony Marotta, which is focused around um, it's not a, it's not a denim based brand. This, denim's a big part of the brand, but it's, it basically covers a men's look Monday to Sunday. Um, and now the most exciting part of our job is that we're about to launch D squared in South Africa and we're launching Just Cavalli as well. 
which is very, very exciting. Uh, two very, very exciting brands, which we're about to launch in hydraulics. And, uh, yep, we're looking forward to that. Look, we, we've got other labels that come, have bits and parts of denim, but they're not focused denim brands, which is what D-Squared and Just Cavalli would be. So what is it about denim? Because there's quite a lot of these brands that actually, what is it about, why denim? Out of everything else, why not skirts? Why not lingerie? Why not, you know, considering obviously you're very passionate about the fashion industry and the retail angle of it, why denim? Why, why, what? Look, I think, I think for a, for any man that doesn't wear suits, the, the number one essential in your cupboard is a pair of good denims. So, I mean, I've been wearing denims for as long as I can remember going back. Um, and I, I've just loved it. I've loved to see the, the evolution of denim, where it's come from. I mean, since I was younger, I mean, we were still wearing straight fits. Um, everyone was wearing straight regular fit cut denims. Now today, there's so many different cuts. I mean, I mainly wear slim and skinny fit denims. But I mean, there's so many different variations in denims. If you consider the washing that goes into denim. And it's just the easiest piece of clothing in your cupboard. I mean, it can go with most things. So it's always been where we've based our shops around. Our stores are based around that. So everything we buy around is based to fit around denim. And um, I think that's why we've got a very good reputation in the industry that guys that love denim and have a real love for denim know our stores and always want to come see what we're doing and what, where we're taking it to. So that so would be my reason. It's, it's interesting. Now, we've seen, obviously, some of the current r- denim ra- uh, trends. So we've got, obviously, the dark denims in, the distressed fabrications, the loser fits, the nifty embellishments. What are some or what are your top three? What would you say your top three trends that you know for sure that when you decide that this brand is coming in, those cats have to be in because they sell like like nothing? Now look, generally what we find, I mean, we, we service both the South African market and the international African market. Those would be our main clientele. And what we find is that guys are skinny mad at the moment in this country. That's the whole focus. Everyone loves skinny jeans in South Africa, um, especially the guys buying the price point that we sell in our stores. We also find that darker denim is a lot easier to sell than stonewashed and lighter washed denim. For some reason in Europe, they, they have a much bigger trend towards lighter and stonewashed denim, I find. But in South Africa, it just doesn't seem to take off. So... We try and focus more on the darker side of the washes. And then also now, I mean, especially now going into, we're about to launch our spring summer season. We notice white denim flies because there's so many white, all white parties. So that really is a big push for us. And even like, um, different variations of like black wax and black denim is very, very popular because to just wear all white or black now and then spice it up with a really exclusive sneaker or something really f- fantastic is the way that people are going. So. Any organic, uh, cotton, uh, organic, uh, sort of, um, uh, um, pieces from your, uh, stock? I mean, from some of the pieces that you stock? Do you, do you have a very eco-conscious, um, sort of, uh, consumer who's also interested in obviously the trends and the cat and everything else, but still want that element of making sure that the denim is made out of organic cotton or does it not matter to your majority of your clientele look you know i must be honest i don't really feel the clientele has gotten to that level yet i think that's more something that you'd be finding happening in the states and in europe uh but to be about a year ago year and a half ago we had a wash in rent uh in replay that was made with much less water which was quite an interesting theory that was obviously for the environment and things like that but it was it was incredible to see what they could do with less water but I don't really think it made a difference to the clientele, to be honest with you. Obviously, from our side, um, anything we can do to obviously help and save the environment is very, very important to us. 
And I've seen a lot of denim brands have gone that way. Um, it seems to be quite a big trend at the moment around the world. But uh, just f- from a South African perspective, from an African perspective, I don't think it's been okay. really a trend yet, yeah. Edgy, uh, what are you, what's your thoughts? What are your echoes from that side? Um, first of all, just I'm just interested. Are the lights, are the fades, is it more of the dark trend on there when it comes to the denim or is it more of the fades? Uh, what are you seeing on your side currently or lately? Well, I mean, we do have a lot of distress. Um, I just came back from, I just went to denim uh, to Diesel last week to just to preview some of the new things that they have. Um, you know, there's, they are playing with a lot of distress, uh, a lot of darks though, but in distressed, um, in distressed iterations. And there's a lot of just, uh, punches and all kinds of, just a whole lot of distress. Uh, but the basics though, guys do love their basics, which are going to be like the dark denims, the blacks, and, um, so those are, the trends are exactly the same as what Matthew is saying. It's the, the same. And, in terms of organic, it's like I told you in our private conversations, organic is not something, maybe five years ago it was something that was, that meant anything. Right now, it's not a big deal because I think manufacturing. Edge, I think it is a big deal, just not in our market here and maybe not in your, maybe you're just not interested in it. I've been seeing. No. I tell you why, right? The, the reasons why there was organic, there were there were reasons underlying that, right? But manufacturing has kind of really evened out on those kinds of on the reasons. Maybe like too much water usage. I, I tell you a story. Like we are doing a, a denim collection right now, and we had twenty six styles that we wanted to wash differently, and each of those styles is one different wash, and we couldn't wash them. We had to wash them in bulk. Uh, because the government is controlling water in China. And so those were all the issues that were underlying organic, uh, like the environment, saving water. saving. But manufacturing on its own has caught up with all of those reasons, with all of those issues. Um, and so the whole organic idea, yes, it's important, it sounds great, but it's, this, it's fairly redundant, to be honest with you. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to talk about um, your consumer response. Um, obviously, you've got how many brands are we talking about now, including the brands that are coming? Because obviously yeah. your customer base is already in and is expectant. So whatever you bring in, I'm sure they, they come to check regularly what are the brands or what are the styles uh, they don't have yet. So... Who's, what is your customer response generally on the denim? And what are some of your, what would we say is your average price points when it comes to uh, uh, the denim that you stock? Okay, look, we obviously stock a variety of brands. So it just depends where we're talking. I mean, obviously, we, we stock different brands between the hydraulic stores. This is a tactic that we've used to try and keep each store a little bit unique in its own way. So we want our clientele going between each store and being able to find something unique and something special in that shop that they wouldn't be able to find in, an, in another store. So look, our jeans are all at least from the premium level and it goes all the way up to luxury level. So we start a, a pair of replay jeans, a pair of Anthony Marotta jeans would look at your maybe 1,800 Rand, 2,000 Rand entry price points. And then those brands obviously range up to about four, four and a half thousand rand. And then obviously when you're talking the luxury brands like just Cavalli, D Square, those type of labels, you could be talking all the way up to 12,000 rand for a pair of jeans. 
So it really is the niche. It really is the top, top, top. It's for the really, really exclusive guy. Um, we have got the clientele, but we have decided to take a, a new direction in our company. Um, we, we've seen a, that there's not enough luxury products available on the market. So our whole shift has been to bring in more luxury brands that guys are really craving in South Africa, craving in Africa. The guys want the right brands. They know, they know the stuff. They're aware of the brands, but they just can't get access to it. And online shopping at the moment from South Africa to buy in Europe and that it's all good and well, but then you're getting smashed with the duties when it comes in here. And you're also having the problem of the theft through the customs and things like that, which people are a little bit nervous about. So, Edgy, that is an African story. I know it may not happen there, but here you might find that you had like five uh, pieces coming in and you only have three by the time it gets to you. And no one can explain. Yeah. But um, it's very interesting. And it's also interesting to, um, for me, I, th- I thought, uh, obviously, again, we're living in a very digital world right now. And uh, I know that con- consumption is happening as much as it's a bit slower in the continent it's happening and there's a lot of people who are actually uh, getting more comfortable and just, especially for brand, for people, consumers who know their brands, are actually just getting comfortable to order the stuff online. Do you have that sort of facility? Have you thought about it for your South African market or African market? So not, nothing to do with, if it comes from Europe and comes into you, your space, do you have a service or have you thought about it? Are you thinking about it to make sure that for those people who have no time to get to the stores, uh, they can still have some sort of uh, uh, way of getting the product. Um. Yeah, look, um, we launched the online store about four months ago. It's obviously just covering the borders of South Africa at the moment. We started with only sneakers and more of our entry price sneakers in our in our business. We are in the process of upgrading and having our full our full availability in store available to all the clients. We want to master the process in South Africa first and then spread it out to Africa. This is obviously for us. It's more of a future venture. It's something that we want to start now. But it's something that we're looking at getting to really pushing in the next three to five years. But it's, it's great that we've built a beautiful website. Um, and we want to, we want to grow it from there. Yep. But at the moment, the retail is still a, a huge factor for people. The guys want to go to the mall. They want to be seen holding a certain bag. They want to be seen shopping in certain shops. And that's very, very important for a lot of clients. Um, what about your clientele in the continent who are not necessarily staying here, but maybe they, really want access and then another question i just want to find out from you quickly before i forget between the luxury pieces or the luxury denim and Mm. the sort of casual or more less luxurious um denim where do you find who's your bigger consumer what's going quicker what's moving quicker from your shelves look um the luxury denim's a new entry for us um it's something that we we try because no one has done it in the market yet um None of our competitors. Normally now, most guys would know, even your luxury consumers are buying Replay, buying Diesel, buying G-Star. That's basically the level they get up to. But there are guys, there are definitely clients on the market that are looking for something that's really exclusive that they can go to a club or go to a restaurant and they're the only people with those pair of jeans. And that's what we're trying to, we're trying to tap into that market. The same clients that are shopping at Dolce & Gabbana, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, they want the right pair of denims to complement their look. So that's what we're focusing on. In, in terms of how do we get to our African market? Look, that's something we're still trying to solve at the moment. Um, we still feel we've got a lot of growth through in South Africa. And because we're in Santon, um, and hopefully eventually VNA waterfront, a lot of the tourists coming into South Africa are African guys and they get an exposure to it. But of course we want to cater to that market. So that is something that we, we need to focus on, but we need to make sure it's done properly. So we don't want to rush it and make sure we make, like we, we don't give them the correct experience. We want to make sure we are hundred percent ready for it when we take on it. And then, yeah, we, we're very, very keen to service that market.
Edgy, any feedback, anything from your side? No, I mean, just listening to him, he's, they're doing exactly what everybody is doing here in terms of the, of, of, of the retail end, um, except that here we have more um, brand-owned stores like Diesel and uh, D-Squared and uh, G-Star, where they have their own uh, flagships. So, uh, but exactly, they're, I mean, they're doing the, the, the same thing. I think the luxury, especially for jeans, I think the luxury market is, is really, really important for guys because you want to find that pair of jeans that you're going to pay. It could be 400 800 whatever, but it's just unique. And, and it's just one, this pair, you can throw on your jacket and go to your meetings and you feel great, you know? So I think it's just the same trends here too. Yeah, the same trends really. Do you believe that? So, um, for you, um, Matthew, do you believe that coming from a fashion uh, perspective, coming from the love of fashion, coming from a fashion retail perspective, do you believe that there is a big market for denim to really, really thrive um, in this in this market? So, when I say market, I mean South Africa plus the rest of the continent. Do you feel like there's a gap, and do you feel like it is actually? one of the best things to do for fashion retailers? Do you feel like there's a future for it? Do you feel like there's a gap, there's a demand for it that's not necessarily fulfilled? How, how do you feel about the current uh, sort of denim? Look, with, um, in South Africa, I can speak from a South African perspective, there's a massive denim culture in South Africa. Every single man, nine times out of ten, where they think, I'm dressing casually today, what should I wear? It's a pair of jeans. So there's a massive denim culture, hence the success of brands like Replay, G-Star, Diesel in South Africa have all been extremely successful because of the culture for denim here. That's what we found is that there are guys, CEOs, big businessmen, and um, just guys that love, love fashion that want that niche of product. And that's what we've decided that this is where we're going to go. It's something that because of my history in the products, I think I'm the right person to do this job because I've got such a – I understand it and we've got the right platform to offer this to the clients. And that's why we've decided to go the luxury route. So, yeah, look, denim, you know, you know, the best thing about denim is that it lasts for so long. If you look, if you know how to wash it correctly, which a lot of guys unfortunately don't know, but if you know how to wash it correctly and you just buy something, it's a bit not too overdone and things like that. It can last you for a really, really long time. More than a pair of shoes, even sometimes more than a bag. So it's really got a lot of value to it if you know how to look after it. So, yeah. That is very, that is very true. I was going to say the last time I checked, uh, Edgy, with this thing, I think we, you need to come up with a blog called How to Wash or How to uh, Maintain. No, seriously, because people don't know how to wash jeans. And besides you who will walk, get into the shower, sorry, I have to tell them. <laughs> besides you who will walk into the shower in your denim. I mean, Edgy is crazy about denim, and I, I don't know. What is it? I, I just feel like I can't distress it. I can't put it. I can't trust the laundry to, to, to do my denim. So I get in the shower with them when I do have to wash them, which is not all the time. I get in the shower with them and I just scrub them through while I'm wearing them. And I take them off and I hang them to dry. So I, I make sure they are not super distressed, uh, that nothing disturbs my denim. So what, so what would you advise people who are a bit confused? They actually are quite lost for the last like one minute of this denim washing conversation. How would you, um, advise people to, uh, especially denim lovers and denim collectors to actually, uh, wash or, or, or take care of their denim to give it a longer lifespan? 
I mean, normally most retailers would tell you, most luxury retailers and premium denim retailers would tell you not to wash it all the time, you know? And it, you don't really need to. I mean, denim, is, it's got such versatility and it's durable and it can take a actually, lot of Actually, what is, all, what is all the time? Because we need to clarify that for people who might never wash it for a month. <laughs> we, well, okay. <laughs> I do feel like there are, there, are, there are parts of denim that could go that would that would ha- suffer a little bit if you don't wash it over time, which is like your waist your waist your waistbands because they have direct contact with you all the time. I feel like you could wash those out a little bit sometimes, but like the whole denim itself, I think that fabric that that's, that garment has such durability that it doesn't, and also it looks great dirty. So it, it's one of these things that actually looks fantastic dirty. So. I, I I don't know. I mean, I would say if you have to wash it, I don't know, maybe once a month. Oh my God! <laughs> Is that for the women or for the men? No, we need. I to, don't know, but we, I need uh, to get seriously. It's thirty days a month. Though. You're not wearing it every day for thirty days, are you? For you, you are, but but like, I mean, I think Matthew might have it. Uh, Matthew, also, I mean, yes, Matthew. What do you guys actually have? Uh, some sort of step by step, or some sort of guidelines when people actually consume the the denim from you? Yeah, look, we developed a, a guideline to let people know that this is how you should look after your jeans. This is how you should wash them when you do actually wash them. I agree, a hundred percent. Don't wash them all the time, especially for a man. A woman's a little bit different because a woman needs the fit. And that's what's key for a woman. In order to, when you wash the denim, it goes back to that original fit. As you wear it, it stretches out. So what's important, that's what I notice with women's denim, unfortunately, it's a little bit different. You need to wash it more often. Maybe you could get one to two ways, then you need to wash it. For men, honestly, unless I spill something on my jeans, I don't wash them. So that's the only time. <laughs> or if I've been in a, in, in, in a place where there's a lot of smoke, then I would wash them. That's, that's different. But honestly, just most important things, no stay soft. Whatever happens, no stay soft in your denim. It destroys the jeans. These jeans are already pre-washed. Absolutely. Yeah, unless you're going back to the, the vintage, vintage jeans that weighed 18 ounce and things like that, you do not need to use stay soft. And the other thing would be don't iron the jeans as well. It's, it's completely unnecessary. They're not a pair of trousers. You don't need to iron them. So those would be my two best tips that I could give. Absolutely. I totally agree with I that. I didn't even know totally. about stay soft. I'm thinking yeah. we're keeping our staff staying soft. No, no. <laughs> Smelling fresh. Please, 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 <laughs> no, no stay soft. Especially when you're buying jeans for 10,000 Rand. Please, no stay soft. Yeah. This is, this is very interesting. It's so funny, you know, when I tell people I don't have a pair of jeans that is less than $400, people tell me, jeans? I said, yeah, jeans. Because I love them that much. And also, if I'm only going to be wearing jeans, why is slogging around in some jeans? I can't. You know, this is your identity, you know, it's what you've chosen to wear. And and jeans is okay, like three as four, they make these sculpted jackets, you know, that are just for the office and for the day and, and, and for, for 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 the street and for the for the office. And you know, they're like two thousand dollars. But when you look at them and the pants, they are you have to respect denim. It's it's amazing. And you know, companies like this where a lot of a lot of research goes into what they do with denim in terms of the washes and everything. And, you know, they'll charge you $800 for it. And it just, it's really, really worth it. 
you know, it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting conversation. So now I want to go to back to the sustainability uh, when it comes to what sort of angles uh, we can take. Obviously, there's so many different angles. Um, as a retailer, as a person who's really also passionate about fashion, as someone who's a responsible um, uh, world or global citizen. Uh, have you guys thought about also just the fact that the denim is definitely not, not cheap. Okay. Do you have a program or uh, have you thought about a program or do the brands that you stock have their own programs where if I have, uh, say six pairs of, uh, hydraulics that have been sitting in for a long time and I just feel like, gosh, I just need to get rid of them, but then not to give them away, but to kind of find a way to, go around it. So have you guys thought about like a program where people can bring back their old gyms and maybe potentially you can recycle them or give them some sort of deal or same, you know, like with Lash, how you can get, you buy Lash the product and you take back your four containers and you get a free product, but it also really helps them in their recycling um, project. And I think that's very cool. What are you guys doing when it comes to just have you thought about it? Or each, is each brand that you stock maybe already having programs that can cater for making sure that, you know, for people who have consumed or who have so much and want to release or refresh that you can help? Yeah, look, um, I've seen companies doing this before. I've seen Levi's doing it before, that you could have the chance to bring back your pair of jeans and get some money back off your next purchase. I think it's a great initiative. Um, only thing we've got to just be quite sticky about is because our products are in that premium to luxury bracket, We've got to make sure how do we how do we do that without overexposing the product, because of course we don't want guys just throwing away jeans and things like that that we definitely don't want. But when you're paying even from two thousand rand a pair of jeans, guys have they really want to hang on to those jeans until they're completely destroyed. So <laughs> that's yeah, that's not news. <laughs> yeah, so that that's what to be honest with you. And you know what? There's so many. Hopefully, I mean. From my own experience, what I do is I give it to either some of my, my, my staff really like the stuff they want to buy it from me. So I even make a little bit of my money back. The other option is that you're, you're a hustler, boy. You're like, hi, we'll give it to you at 40% or what? Yeah. Everything, everything, <laughs> everything you want to try to get a return on, even your old clothes. You have to try to get a return on everything. So, um, I mean, we, that, that's what we, like, I try and do. I mean, even some, I've had my staff take my stuff and they go and sell it to friends of theirs that they know that can't afford the product. And they make a little bit of money on it. I'm, I get some return on my product. And at least the, these guys get to wear a great like, product because I look after my stuff. But obviously because I'm in the industry, I need to be changing often. And I need to be wearing the latest. And I, I need to, and for myself, I need, if I'm wearing the latest, I feel a bit better about myself. So that's what's important for me to always be in the latest product. Can't really explain it as you have to be in the fashion business to understand it. We're all a little bit crazy, but yeah, that's it. It's, uh, it's very, very true. Because I went to Diesel the other day and I was like, you know, I have, a, I have maybe like 20 pairs that I'm not wearing anymore because the costs are different now. And they're like, okay, why don't you take some pictures and come and show me? Because I don't know. I can't throw them away. There are some that are really destroyed, but I just keep them. I just... I don't know. I stare at them sometimes. They are just denim. Uh, <laughs> is a love affair, man. Yeah. Very sentimental <laughs> here, huh? But so now I want to ask you, and I also want to ask Matthew. What are some of the? Let's start with you, Edge. What are some of the qualities that you really feel? The the fact that your number one pair is obviously diesel. Let's start with you, Edgy. What do you? What is it about the diesel pair that is not in another pair? Or what is it? What's the? What is it about the denim? Like, even if it's one thing, what is it that you have on your diesel that you will just not stop buying diesel? 
I think for me with diesel is fit and innovation. They really are innovative. Like I have this pair that I bought a few months ago and it went through 75 washes, you know, and when you look at it, it's not one color, it's just a whole, a whole like cavalcade of colors, but just you look, it's all shades of blue in it. And when you, and it fits just right and it's, it's just beautiful, you know? So I think it's, it's just the, the, like the evident quality, like it's, you're not, having to think where the quality is. You see it there. It's like even holding a pair of D-squared in your hands, you can see, like, you can see the feel of the fabric, the, 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 the heft of it, you know. There's something weighty about a pair of, a really good pair of jeans. 100%, yeah. What is it about your pieces? What you, what, first of all, what's your top, maybe what's the, what's the one brand that you, have like 20 of or 100 of. Okay, well, it depends. Let's just say what's the, a third, a third of. Look, look, um, I mainly wear, I've got, obviously I've got replay and Anthony Marotta denim, but I must be honest, since I've, since I've moved on to the next level of D squared and just Cavalli, it's, it's another level of denim you're talking. I mean, he's 100% right what you're saying. Just when you feel that denim on your body, it feels, you can feel the quality. And I mean, the pair of D squares I'm wearing today, um, I've had them for about two years and they feel brand new. It feels, I feel the same way when I put them on today, how I felt two years ago. So that's the feeling that obviously we want to try to give to people. We want people to experience that. And of course, what's so great, like I would, I would agree on, on brands like Diesel, Replay, D Squared. What's so great about them is they're so distinguishable. If you, if, if you know jeans and you know what you're looking for, you can see someone from 40, 50 meters and you spot the jean, you know it's that brand. And that's what's so great about when, a certain designer denim. Some brands have just got no identity, which I don't really relate to. Uh, some people really. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. No, some, some people, some people obviously prefer that. They don't want people to know what they're wearing, but I, I've never been into that. And I don't think our consumers are into that either. They want people to know what they're wearing. And, and I think when you're paying a lot for something, it's important to know what people, for people to know what you're wearing. Unless you, that extremely, extremely high up in society that you don't need to like, Convince yourself that I'm wearing something expensive. Otherwise, other people want to let other people know I'm wearing something that's expensive. Look at me. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's Matthew snobbing away. That is Matthew snobbing <laughs> his life away right here on Fashion Lab Africa. For those who are tuned in, we are talking denim. We've been talking to uh, Matthew uh, around just the retail side of it, and we've even touched on really, really special uh, information that sometimes we don't really think about. Like I think Stay Soft is good for everything. I just got warned that stay away from Stay Soft with the uh, denim. So for you who are tuned in, if you are uh, have questions or if you have comments, uh, we are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, otherwise, this is uh, us just holding it down here. Now, Edgy, what do you want to say about uh, when it comes to just uh, the fact that we've got all these other brands? Last week, we touched a bit on denim. And remember that I actually posed a question around where uh, the African brands are going or moving towards. And the fact that are we actually conscious enough to also realize that there's such a big gap uh, when it comes to denim and fulfilling that demand and the fact that we would also, uh, it would be great for us to venture into this. With Matthew doing what he's doing and bringing all these brands in, do you feel like this is also maybe a threat for African brands who are also pushing uh, or getting into the denim retail space? Or, or what are your feelings or what are your sentiments around that? No, it should be their inspiration, you know? It should be something they should learn from. 
I actually, Matthew is doing them such a great favor because now they can see what's top line across the world, you know? So you think that and Matthew's they can, they can presence... Learn from there. Yeah, so, yeah. Ma- so Matthew's presence is healthy competition, or, or what is it? Or is it research? He's it's actually a, doing a lot of research as well, and... and uh, um, Matthew's presence is catalytic. I mean, that is the, it, it's, it's, it's what they need. That's the catalyst they need. Or the proof they know they need to, 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 if they're having any doubts about doing denim. You know? That's, that's Matthew. That's denim. And by the way, that's top line. And you can go down, down from there. But. So do you think there's a space for other fashion brands who are really focusing on, on denim to actually also thrive, uh, as we go? I mean, forget about the junk status situation here in South Africa, but the fact that you still, you, you're still in business, right? Oh, you are. <laughs> so the junk no status doesn't affect the top. The tops have, they've still got that cash. Don't worry. So they've true. still got cash. So look, uh, from my side regarding the African market, I mean, I would say I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, if, you in any industry it's who you're competing with so if you're competing with mediocre you're going to stay mediocre if you've got to compete with the best in the world you've got to up your level to the best in the world so it's the same as me um being in retail i mean we made a concerted we made a decision about a year ago that we're not going to compare ourselves to south african retailers anymore we're going to try to compete with international retailers so we looked at the best multi-brand stores in milan in paris in amsterdam london new york wherever it might be and we tried to say okay how can we get to the same level as this and eventually beyond this and i think it's the same the same thing applies for designers i don't think they should limit themselves i think they should look at the best see what the best has done and try and obviously copy that in their own authentic way and then make it that they can play at the highest level. There's no reason, obviously, because we're African, because at the end of the day, I'm as African as any African designer. <laughs> and I don't believe I've got to stay. I don't believe I'm going to play on a lower level to any international market. And I think the designer should be at the, have the same mindset that anyone can do it. I mean, you see designers coming out of all over the world now. I mean, uh, for example, the designers of D Squared from Canada. Who would have thought Canada was a fashion country? No one knew anything about Canada before. Yeah. Yes, the brand's based in Milan, but they're Canadian. And, um, I mean, there's designers coming from all different parts of the world now. It's not anymore that it's, it's uh, Milan in Paris and that's, and it's only Italians and French. Those days are gone. So if the rest of the world, if Japan and China can produce the designers, if America can produce the designers, if, um, there's no reason why Africa can't produce top designers. Sure. Yep. Very nice. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we have them. We, I think we're just so venture shy. We just got to go and get it, get in there and get in the mix. Um, the, I, I think one complaint in Africa when, when you talk about denim, and I, I even encountered this with Liz in the, you know, in the beginning of our conversations where the, 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 everybody always said Africa was too hot, that denim was, wasn't going to do well in Africa. Oh, when, when can they wear it? But denim is, I mean, if you go to the villages, people are wearing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think that's an excuse. Um, denim is, if anything, is actually good for, for Africa. Yep, 100%. I mean, I actually just saw Renzo Rosso was in the, that's the owner of Diesel. Um, I saw he was in, he's in Africa now at the moment, he's in Ethiopia. And I saw he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's obviously going uh, through tribes and then learning about the local traditions and that. And I saw that there's, uh, he's given guys D squared and diesel t-shirts. And I think it's just fantastic because mm-hmm. he's actually staff international now today, which is re- also Renzo Ross's company owns D squared, owns just Cavalli. So he's actually, yeah. he set up with his mission, obviously to own as many of the best denim labels in the world because 
obviously now with diesel, because you have to, because it's still a commercial pair of jeans and it still has to have a commercial value, you can't maybe do the most expensive things anymore. So he's doing more of that in diesel black gold. He's doing that more in D squared. He's doing that more in just Cavalli. And it's so nice yes. to see that someone that's basically, a, he's a billionaire in euros and he's made such a global impact on fashion is coming to Africa. They're interested also what we've got to give. So we've just got to find ways. I think the, the world is very, very excited about African. I mean, I saw there were some African guys now at uh, Paris Fashion Week. Um, we were there as well, and these guys were getting real traction. They were wearing a lot of like African patterns, African designs, and Europe was going insane for it. Mm-hmm. So there's no. It's just about a belief system that we've got to just change here to say that we're not inferior in Africa. We're at the same level, if not a higher level. We've got something that's authentic here, and we've got to use that and make the most of it. So yeah. Boy, oh boy, what's your name again? <laughs> Absolutely. See what what Africa's got to give. You know, everybody wants that. You know, and we've been having this conversation all the time because Africa is a real reservoir, mm-hmm. and it's so untapped from just in terms of the talent. So imagine just directing a little bit of that talent into denim, and just doing it with belief. You know, we okay for for companies like Diesel and D Squared. For for most of the premium den for most of the premium denims, the yarns to make premium denims are actually mostly African. They're not the Egyptian yarns, you know, mm. because you can only do premium denims with the longer yarns, and these longer yarns are mostly going to be Egyptian cotton, you know. So Africa already has such a big uh, a big sway in, in denim already, you know, on the back end. I think it's um, a beautiful conversation, and uh, uh, I also love your passion, Matthew. You're so passionate about what you're doing. You're passionate about the continent, uh, and obviously you're not just talking about it. You're actually being about it, which is great. So I think for me, uh, I would just want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, we wish you all the best with what you're doing with your brand. What can we expect from you in the next? Okay, so obviously you're launching Just Cavalli, and what else? D squared launches now. Okay. So look, we we've split it into. We've split our branches up, like I said to you. We try and segment them in different ways. So we launched in six new brands now. In Santon, we launched in uh, D-Squared and Moschino. We'll launch in Santon. In Eastgate, we launched in Versus Versace. We launched in Just Cavalli, and we launched in Love Moschino, which is the second line of Moschino. And then in Menland, we launched in, once again, Just Cavalli and Love Moschino, but we also launched in Kenzo there. So, yeah, we're very, very excited. Um, we've got some future brands that will launch next year, which I can't disclose yet, but there's some... There's some really, really exciting stuff coming in. That's what we want to do. We want to make sure that our guys are exposed to the best in the world so they get used to that level in every aspect. So we start we start with a pair of jeans or a T-shirt or whatever it is, and then eventually it becomes that, yes, our restaurants have to be up to the highest level. Our, our, our politics needs to be up to the highest level. Our education system needs to be up to the highest level. Every single person in their field needs to play at the highest level in South Africa so we can get to those world standards and eventually lead so people can look at us. And, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's the truth, boy. I have nothing else to say besides good luck with everything. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, Edgy, thank you for your insights as well. We're going to go straight to who would you want to address and why. Ting, ling, 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 ling. And we're going to start with you, Matthew. So this is just our last segment of the show. It's called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? Given the opportunity. <sighs> it's a tricky one. I think Kanye West needs some fashion advice these days, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's a personal uh, thing. I mean, I, look... Obviously, I mean, well, I'd have to look at it, look at it from a retail perspective. Um, look, whatever Kanye West touches turns to gold at the moment. From anywhere in the world, people are looking at him, admiring him. I used to, to be honest with you, I think he's gone a little bit really off the boil lately. Um, <laughs> I would agree to yeah, that. I mean, we, we're talking 
when it started with um, that al- album that he had with Jay-Z, when he wore Givenchy for the first time and he put Givenchy on the map. I mean, that was, for me, was iconic. That was the iconic time of Kanye West. And for me, if I, but I still think anything he wears, people are looking at. I mean, I know everyone's looking at ASAP Rocky now and everyone's looking at what he's wearing and things like that. But for me, it would have to be Kanye West. Whatever Kanye West wears, if I could give him my stuff to wear, I'm sure, I'm sure our sales would be booming. So that's what, that's what I'd be, that's what I'd be focused on. Yeah. Edgy, who would you want to dress today besides me and Matthew? I want and, to and yourself. Me besides me, you Matthew. No, no, no. I want to, I want to dress me. I want to be really selfish today. <laughs> So Matthew, I found I found a pair of Ripley jeans that I'm going to get. Yeah. Probably in a, in a few minutes. Okay. The Unbass Slim Fit. Yeah. I love those. Yeah, you'll be very you'll be you'll be extremely happy with those. Um, that's our best selling yeah. fit here in South Africa. Um, you should also try and look at the Hyperflex denim as well. I mean, that's extremely yeah, comfortable. Absolutely. Look, yeah, that, that's that's at the moment that's what everyone's coming to replay for. Guys want that. It's basically. You obviously wear it. It's quite similar to the diesel jog jean, except yes. d- the jog jean feels similar to a jogger, whereas this feels similar to a denim. So that's what I'd recommend if you're trying to pair of replay jeans. You, you'll be very, very pleased. I'm going to try this because I have a pair, I have quite a few pairs of, of diesel jugs and they're, they're kind of slip away in a little bit after a while. Yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've heard. That's the feedback I've gotten on the market. So try the replay yes. hyperflex. I'm sure you'll be very, very pleased with them. All right. Cool. Well, so today I want, today I want to dress a special girl who's sitting right here. She's a model. She's an aerialist. She's a yogi. And her name is Taz Falconer. I want to dress her in one of the Lizogumbo denim pieces before the month is over. So seriously, she's fresh. I promise you, Edgy, I'm going to share her. I'm going to share her IG with you just now. She is like, I mean, her splits are to die for. And I know that I'm sure we do have maybe one of these wide leg pieces or I don't know. She's just an amazing girl. So, oh Lord, <laughs> she's just stretched her leg. Guys, it's been really, really nice, um, having this conversation around denim. Matthew, for those who want to be in contact or those who want to connect with you, how can they connect? Um, the best way is Instagram. My handle's, uh, MattBolas87. Um, I'm on Facebook. My Facebook profile's private. Um, our stores, you can follow us, Hydraulics, The Pulse of Fashion on Instagram and on Facebook, as well as Anthony Marotta SA. Thank you very much for joining us. Edgy, thank you for your insights. And uh, for those who thank are tuned you. in, uh, it is a full denim month all the way. I mean, denim is an essential part of our lives. You just don't know yet. If you don't know, you don't know. But it's been really nice. We are on FashionLabAfrica.com. Uh, peace and love until next week. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.